Jamie and Fortune's Betamax Dungeon. Welcome everybody to this week's edition of Betamax Dungeon with me, Mark Fortune. Uh, and me, Jamie Ball. Hey Mark, hey listener. Uh, welcome to another banjo shirtlifting, toe upskirting. <laughs> get down. Oh, I don't know, because this is my big intro. <laughs> oh, get, down on, get down on your knees and hail the uh, many angled ones. What? What's the many angled one? The many angled a rom- ones. A rhombus. No, that's the, four, isn't it? No, the, you know. A dodecahedron. There are, there are many, many angled ones. Okay, I don't know. Is that... I, does, what does well, that let's mean? Let's just leave it hanging, Mark. The, the, the many angled ones. Okay. Well, that's cryptic. Yeah. Anyway, we've got, we got no uh, eagle stuff today. <laughs> Who? Uh, we watched a fun film the other week, didn't we, Mark? Yeah, we did. What what was that film? I can't remember. What was it? It was Demonoid. Oh, Demonoid. Yeah. Um, Demonoid. 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 Uh, it sounds like a rave track from 1988. Yeah, by... Uh, oh, what, eight or something? Yeah. Stacker Demonoid. Was, Stacker Humanoid. Was Slipmat prolific in that time? Slipmat? Yeah. Is he someone? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he used to play at Diggers, didn't he, Slipmat? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, was he not a big... I don't think so. Was he not? No. Oh, okay. He wasn't like a... I don't know, he might have been. I think oh, yeah. he was more of a DJ. This is... I have no idea what we're talking about. Yeah, no, about, we're, we're talking about Demonoid. So what... Who's in Demonoid? Uh, Samantha. What is Demonoid? It's... What is Demonoid? This isn't the film we're talking about No, we're tonight, doing... We're, way, we're everyone, giving... Because we've got no Eagle stuff, we'll give you an who? extra film. Exactly. Um, yeah, we're, we're giving you... Uh, Dead to me, Mark. Probably, well, he's yeah. dead to me. Well, we'll get back to that at some point. He pisses off to Carpathia. He hasn't sent us a postcard. He hasn't rung me. You know, it feels empty in the Betamax dungeon. Well, he can't phone you because he's got little, little dumpy fingers. He can't use the phone. Probably. Well, he can't talk either, if you remember rightly. But yeah. you would have can't thought text. He... Can't text with those fat thumbs, mate. Keeps I, clanking, I, clanking buttons like a maniac. I feel he may have. You know, by now I would have expected like a carrier pigeon, just some, carrier pigeon, something just to let me know. You know, a, a raven or something. <laughs> just a man on a horse with a scroll, uh, brick through the window, anything, just to know that he's okay. But you know, nah, fuck yeah. him. Yeah, fuck him. Oh, I've got no. Uh, uh, oh yeah, where's the swear jar? Man? Oh, it's not here. But we'll, we'll just have to cope without swearing. I don't know that We've you can. We started, eh? We'll just. There's the jar. Where, yeah, where are the no coins? The money's over there. <laughs> oh, right. Let's just see if we can control ourselves. Shall All right. We? So we watched Demonoid really off the back of uh, Quentin Tarantino's uh, podcast. Demonoid podcast of ours. Yeah, that, that well, we were doing it first. We're we on, we're on our thirty odd episodes now, and he's on three. So yeah, yeah. Well, you know what Quentin Tarantino's like. They do get through. He's a movie magpie, and now apparently he's a podcast magpie. Well, I don't, how is he a podcast man? Oh, well, because he's stolen yeah, he's art. Because he's stolen yeah. art podcast. I don't think we can say that. He hasn't really. I can. And he, but he, if he wants to, if he wants to have a word about it, he could come down here he, and see me about what, it. to the dungeon? Come down to the dungeon. Sir. See, I, I mean, it's all good and well that he bought up his old video <laughs> shop. He wasn't left it. I mean, yeah, weird aunt. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it it pales into comparison to where we're sitting right now. The majesty of like you know this dank. But he hasn't got he hasn't got magical modern versions of modern films. Yeah, no. Betamax, has he? Uh, no, I, I, yeah, he takes it all too seriously. So anyway, but he did he did uh, 
do a recent podcast about Demonoid. Uh, it's probably one of the greatest films I've ever watched. It was great. One of the best crawling hand films. How many crawling hand films can you name? Uh, Evil Dead, one hand. Evil Dead 2. The Hand. Yeah, but that's not... Michael Cann. Evil Dead 2. Michael Cann. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, Michael Cann. <laughs> it's Michael Cain. Um Yeah, The Hand. Would you class Evil Dead 2? Really? Well, I mean, there is a whole... Seven, there is a whole crawling hand. It's, it's like seven minutes in a 90 minute film. I don't know, is it seven minutes? Well, you feel like that hand is a recurring character in Evil Dead 2. Really? Yeah. It's oh. a recurring villain. All right, okay. Um, his own hand. Okay. Uh, Demonoid. Yeah. Uh, the hand. Yeah. Uh, body parts yeah. with Jeff Fahey. Jeff Fahey? Jeff Fahey. Okay. Jeff Fahey. I thought it was Fahey. Jeff Fahey? Let's not trip over these names now. Cause okay, we're, I, yeah, we're I struggle with names. I never really... i got problems saying people's names. They're going to struggle later when we get to the proper film. Oh, yeah, we? I know. Um, Let's uh, just go over Demonoid quickly. Thoughts? That was good. Favourite scene? Great boob scene at the start. There was a great boob scene at the start. Um, the ending is mental. Well, I think the last 30 minutes is mental. Um, I don't want to spoil it, but... Oh, we can spoil it. It's a 50-year-old film. Basically... You a severed hand basically plunges Samantha Egger through a plate glass coffee table. Yeah. And it's awesome and terrifying at the same time. Well... And improbable. I had a few issues at the beginning because I didn't quite... They seemed to go from scene to scene and you didn't really know... There were more women, he's, he's, they're married... And this guy gets hands gets possessed, and um, well, he owns a silver mine. He owns he? a silver mine. Shenanigans happen. Yeah, there's a there's a burial crypt in there with a hand coffin, which I've never seen before. Hand coffin is hand sure. coffin. Yeah, good. Uh, his he gets infected by this hand. Well, no, it turns up later, doesn't it? Because they take the coffin and the hand the hand is in the coffin. Yeah, and then. Uh, they take it back to the hotel. He opens it up, doesn't it? And doesn't the hand like dissolve? Yeah. And then all oh, and it ash, and then it forms. Yeah. And then it's the hand. That's right. And then he ends up having a fight with the hand in and the bedroom. And as they're fighting, suddenly it's like, oh, there is no hand. Now I've just got my hands. Well, the next, but one of them isn't his hand. The, the, the final part <laughs> of that scene is him going into the bathroom saying, "I don't want to talk about it." Yeah. And then the next scene, you think, "Well, this must be the next day." It's oh, it's jumped on a bit. It's jumped it? on. They're now in Las he's Vegas. In, well, he's in Vegas. He's in Las Vegas. I'm like, yeah. eh? Yeah, it's a crazy film. Um, Cut my hand off. Yeah. Cut my. <laughs> what's that cop say? Yeah, he holds his doctor up at gunpoint and says, "You cut my hand off right now, or I'll kill you." So, like <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! And then the doctor gets his hand gets yeah, possessed. They're playing pass the parcel with hand possession. Hand. It is a hand. Possession movie. Oh, it's great. It is good. It's... Oh, it's great. I'm going to stick my neck out and say four stars. I'd say four stars. I like Demonoid. I'd watch that again. Um, And there's a bit uh, in the graveyard where Samantha Eggers says, Brusque. (laughs) I'm sorry for being so brusque. I've been so brusque with you. (laughs) (laughs) I tell you what, Tarantino did have it right. She is the female Roger Moore. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. And yeah. you understand completely what he means by that. Yeah, 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 yeah. The way she comes out with exposition, it's there's a part where she describes what's happened. Yeah, and yeah. It's like, why the fuck would she know that? But she, um, 
Yeah, she, but she just she kind of anchors the whole thing, doesn't she? Do you know what I mean? And she just anchors her, the ridiculousness of it. Yeah, the yeah, ridiculousness yeah. of it. Um, yeah, and I, you know, at the end when she does get plunged through a plate glass coffee table, you know, you care. You know. I, oh, who's the uh, the priest? Stuart Whitman. It's pretty good. Doesn't he burn oh, his own hand? Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't, yeah he's, <laughs> they, he's, they, she stabs it through with... Is it a screwdriver? Yeah. He's tried to punch it through a window, isn't he? And then she's stabbed it, so the hand's sort of... His hand. Yeah, it's jammed. Yeah. And then she gets a blowtorch. Because in his spare time, he's got a, a... Oh, God. Talk about foreshadowing. Yeah, he's a priest. <laughs> but in his spare time, he's got a workshop where he touches up stained glass windows. Happens to be... A blowtorch. He's a real hands-on kind of <laughs> priest, you know. He touches he's up sorted, his own he's windows. He's sorting out his own stained glass windows. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so this isn't even our film. No, no, it's yet. fine. But we've. Uh, I tell you what, I saw last night uh, for the first time ever. It was an old nineteen seventy-seven film. Yeah. Uh, which I also believe Tarantino is a bit of a fan of. Uh, uh, Rolling Thunder. Yes, I've seen that a long time ago. It's pretty good. It's got it's, um, a, it's a revenge film, isn't it? Yes, yeah, but it, don't, it's not got a chopped off hand in it as well. Yeah, yeah, his hand gets pushed into a garbage disposal sink. Garbage disposal. Right. Yeah. Garbage, garbage disposals. Sorry about this. I've got to interject here. They're quite a trope, aren't they? Right. What, what? If they ever show up in a film, you generally know someone's hands going. Right. In. Are they in every household in America? I don't know. I've not been to every household. You, you ever been to a house in England and they've had a garbage disposal like that down the sink? Only if they're ridiculously rich and or lazy. I mean, don't you just hook all that out of the plug hole and then just put it in your bin? Yeah. Why, where does it go? Where, well, it there, must all... be a, there must be like a, a bin underneath the sink. I've, I've, I just don't understand why you'd have that thick because you, obviously you push, you scrape all your yeah, yeah, dinner yeah. down there yeah. and it chops it all out. It's makes horrible. It small. And it stink. Because you'd have bits of food get caught up in well, the Well, does it just not go straight into the sewer? Well, yeah, but that's... You don't... Oh, shit goes in the sewer, doesn't it? Well, yeah, I know, but... Is that any worse? Well, but it's, 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 it's like just a... been sewage. Water. You generally just want it to be liquid in the sewer, doesn't it? I mean, I know stuff that gets broken down eventually becomes liquid. I don't know, chicken bones and bits of old chicken in them. Well, I, I just... I've never understood them. It just seems lazy. Really. Yeah, guaranteed if, if they show... It stink. It, I mean, my plug hole stinks anyway. Does it? Yeah. Right, let's talk about Rolling Thunder. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we are. We're talking about garbage disposal units, which are prominent in Rolling Thunder. I think it's Tommy Lee Jones's first film. Right. Is he quite young and smooth in that one? He's brilliant in it. He's ideally cast. Right. He's just really good. Is he a sidekick? Yeah, he's like the real psycho kind of, you know. Because um, it's also one of those kind of uh, return from Nam films. So in some ways it was a precursor maybe to First Blood. Some In some ways it reminded me a bit of First Blood. Right. Um, how It's another one of those American films, you know, an exploitation film, but it is still kind of trying to deal with that was it, trauma. it would have been before, wouldn't it? Say again. It would have been before. Yeah, Rolling Thunder was 77. Isn't Tommy Lee Jones, he's, didn't he serve under this guy? Yeah. and he, uh, They were both POWs together, I think. Right. And so they've come back to America. And uh, the uh, the main guy, Major Rain, he's, 
he's kind of holding it together. Whereas Tommy Lee Jones, even at the start, he's saying, "I'm not looking forward to going back. I'm going to struggle with this. I'm going to." Um, and you know, through the course of the film, turns out the major's wife is kind of moved on. While he was a POW, right. she's met another guy. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of confronting what was what did happen to a lot of American soldiers through that time. A lot of POWs and things like that. You yeah. know, they come home and things have changed. You know, the wives have moved on. Things like that. Um, so it's kind of dealing with that. But then. Uh, yeah, a gang of baddies turn up. They put his hand in the garbage disposal unit, nick his coins, shoot his wife and kid. Oh, all right, okay. Um, and As then, if he didn't have enough to deal with her. Anyway. Well, yeah, yeah, I know. Um, but then all that trauma, all that horrible stuff that has happened to him, yeah. he kind of weaponizes it. It stands him in good stead. Because he's a badass. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. He Played gets by? A, uh, William Devane. That's the one. Um I really kind of like him in it, but he is tonally. It's like sometimes he's like, "Yeah, I'm a real tortured, you know, Vietnam vet. I've got PTSD." And then other times he's just like, "Yeah, I'm gonna sit on the bed and just, you know, smile and smoke a cigarette and be really charming, even though my wife and kid." Yeah, well, you know, trauma does different things to different people. Yeah, yeah, you need to see it. It's a yeah, I've seen it a long time ago. Long, long time ago. That's a minor. That's a minor fault. At the end, it's a brilliant. The new one. Oh, it's a great shootout at the end. Um, Who's the bad guys? Anyone famous? Uh, no. Oh, right. No, no one. I mean, they're, they're effective. They are. Generally turned up in eighties, eighteen episodes of Night Rider episodes. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, this was like late seventies, so yeah, you would. Mm. Yeah, they would have been like your stock villains mm. for any kind of eighties TV program. Wow, we're fifteen minutes in, and we've done two films already. Should we get to the big one? Yeah. Uh, okay, this week's <laughs> we done it. This week's uh, headliner of the triple feature. Oh my god, he's got pages and pages of stuff. <laughs> That's one page of is. It's 1999's it is 1999's audition or audition. Why? No one would say it like that. Would would not Japanese say it like that? That funny. was your Japanese accent. No, I realised halfway through can't do it. Could have, it could have been, it could be problematic. You can't do so it. off into Mexican. You can only do. Yeah, that's even. That's even worse. You can only spell O D, isn't you, it? You can only do British accents now. I know. Uh, well, no, you can't do Welsh or Scottish, really. You that can. Could be, that's, that's problematic, isn't it? No, really, not. you can't. No, not really. Mm. Anyway, we're not here to talk about that. We're talking about audition. Yeah, I'm just saying the, the Japanese spelling of it is, is, is with a zero. Okay, with a zero. I know. Is that my phone just beeping? Hang on, the, it, the English spelling has got an O in. No, O D, O D, audition. Oh, okay. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, so from 1999, yeah. um, Takashi Mike, who... Is that uh, Mike or Meek? Mike. It's just Mike with an extra I is how I've ever said it. But And that is first name. Takashi. I think that's his surname. Because I think it, in Japan, I always get confused. I apologise if I'm making cultural blunders here. My understanding was in Japan, in certain Asian countries, uh, they have their surname first. Right. So I think Takashi Mike is his name in reverse. So in the West, we would say Mike Takashi. But that may, I don't know, that may be wrong. I don't know. 
1999 was um, it was one of those banner years for films, wasn't it? Really, 1999. Yeah. Um, I've got a little list. Go on, let's have your list. Of it, I mean, it was 1999. Was, was it as good as 1994? 1994. Yeah, well, you had um, lots of films come out in 1994. Right, have a think about that. Yeah, I'll, sorry. I'll no, um, list of it, was, it was uh, um, Shawshank, the year okay. of Shawshank and uh, Forrest Gump and all that. Oh, for, Pulp, no, Pulp Forrest Fiction. Gump. Yeah, oh, yeah, Pulp, Pulp Fiction, Fiction yeah. And, and so on and so forth. Forrest Gump. Come well, on. It won the Oscar, didn't it? Oh, just get to 1999. Boo, Mark, boo. Yeah, but some people would consider Boo, Just Mark. get to the... F- um, right, okay, all right. Jesus. And I mean, all right, not all of these are classics. Okay. But I think you'll agree, culturally, yeah. they all had an impact. Yeah, so they the changed. Forrest Gump in 1994. It, I, it did, it did. Yeah, Mark, not, that was my point. I'm not poo-pooing you, I'm mm. poo-pooing Forrest Gump. Right, okay. Right, um, okay, so 1999. Go. Uh, Fight Club. You all. Matrix. All right. Blair Witch Project. Oh. What? Stop doing... I'm running out of noises. <laughs> yeah, but, um, Magnolia. Oh, right, okay. Uh, Existens. Right. Uh, Ravenous. Oh, right, with... Um, uh, Begbie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Robert Carlyle. Mike from Neighbours. <laughs> it was Mike, yeah. Guy, Guy Pearce. Uh, I quite like Ravenous. It, yeah. was, it, was, it was all right. Um, Deep Blue Sea. My hat, my hat, what was it? <laughs> LL Cool G rapping about a shark at the end. Yeah, it's good. Um, <laughs> it's his fault. LL That's the cool wrong in Halloween. Anyway, carry on. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, he was too good in H2O. Yeah. But, no, yeah, yeah. Don't get me not started. his fault. Anyway, carry on. Um, sorry, you've just made me realise Coolio died today. Oh, yeah. This is R.I.P. R.I.P. Yeah, I like Coolio. Um, Existence, Ravenous, Deep Blue Sea. Sixth Sense. Yeah. Um, Being John Malkovich. Yeah. Uh, Free Kings. Yeah, that's a great film. I love Free Kings. Yeah, I like Free Kings. Uh, the Iron Giant. Vin Diesel, isn't it, that? Is he not the voice of the Iron Giant? No, I don't know about I that. I think he is. Maybe. Uh, the Green Mile. Yeah. Uh, Eyes Wide Shut. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Mummy. Hmm. Uh, and American Pie. Phantom Menace. Was that out in 99? Yeah, well, I would say it was. That, what franchise does that belong to again, Mark? That shit one we don't talk about. Wait, no, I, whoa! <laughs> don't put words in my mouth, you Mark. You don't like it. I, I Mark, you don't, don't like get, it? don't let's, don't take me down that Star Wars road, Mark, because the podcast will be like eight hours long of me ranting. Okay, that's not. But I'm just right. saying it's so you're all about culturally. Um, yeah. Okay. Well. I would argue that A New Hope was culturally important. Yeah, Phantom Menace was basically All right. the beginnings of cultural banality. Anyway, right. Audition. Yeah. Mike Takashi, Takashi Mike. She always gets a part. She always does get a part. Great tagline. Um, was that, that wasn't the tagline, was it? Yeah, she always gets a part. Audition. She Ooh. always gets a part. Ooh. That's a great tagline. It is. Um, so... But it was based on a novel by... Oh, I didn't write that down, Mike. Ryo Murakari. Mur- Murakami. Oh, fuck. Oh, God, don't get me... It's the names every time, Mike. He... Oh, I've lost it. Oh. Ryo Murakami. And he also wrote, which I only just found out then, yeah. uh, in the Miso Soup, which 
is apparently a really good book. It's about a serial killer. And um, what was the other one? Tokyo Decadence? Yeah. Um, that was a film. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't really know enough. No, I, don't know enough. I know enough now to want to explore. Um, so audition, we, uh, so we should say, uh, it's Takashi Mike. Uh, should, we, should I just go through some of his films? Yeah. Um, he's a really uh, prolific director I mean he's you, you it take us all night to list everything he's directed is, is this average shooting time for a film for like two weeks oh it's insane he's just yeah he, uh, he churns them out but he's uh, well I say churn them out but I mean they're all interesting he's he's, he's um, Itchy the Killer Itchy the Killer uh, 13 Assassins yeah it was really good um, Visit a Q I've never seen uh, Blade of the Immortal. Nope. Uh, Happiness of the Katakuris. Is Kat- that the? Are they cannibals in that? Yeah, and they sing in, in it like a musical. Uh, yeah, they're, they're cannibals or something. I can't remember. I that. think so. Um, and uh, is uh, you mentioned earlier one missed call? Yeah, they're the, not. They're not all what we would call extreme movies, though, are they? He does branch not, out to different not all genres. Of them. I think. No, yeah. I mean, he doesn't. He's done a lot of sort of yakuza movies. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he's also done sort of family stuff and just, I mean, in Japan, he's, um, he's just a well-known sort of director of any, of anything, yeah. really. Um, but it's probably most well-known in the West for the more extreme, the more extreme audition, this, this one we're talking about tonight and, uh, Itchy the Killer and, uh, So when did you first see Audition, Mark? Um, I saw it on Channel 4 a week after I saw Ringu. Oh, okay. They had a, the Asia Extreme season. Oh, okay. And I think they're the only two I watched because I see only two I could stomach at the time. I think maybe Dark Water is all the. Okay. Which might come um, out a bit later. I can't remember. But I, it's, Audition is part of that. Of that wave, of that wave of sort of um, Japanese horror. Um, yeah. Audition is a lot different to it, though. I mean, the, the bulk of that, that uh, J horror wave. Uh, they were I mean essentially they were like ghost stories yeah. you know and I mean uh, Ring is amazing I, yeah. I mean I, I'm pretty sure I'd seen Ring before I saw Audition and Ring terrified me you know oh yeah um, Ring is that the, the hazy state I was in when I watched The Ring for the first time without generally knowing what was going on uh, it's probably one of the first films I'd watched with subtitles and got into yeah and then when she came out of the telly at the end, yeah, the I effect, was literally shitting myself. I was like, Holy <laughs> "Fuck!" Yeah, because you hadn't, no, I know. You hadn't seen that. I've seen anything like it. It's, it's like, like Holy fucking her nails are yeah. not there, and yeah, oh my Ter- god, absolutely terrifying. That was a god almighty. So that that was at the time there was that you know uh, Japanese horror was kind of yeah. becoming a kind of thing. So. Uh, when audition come around, I was really looking forward to it. Um, I, I, this is this. Will, Would you put Battle Royale in there as well? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. I mean, that was all part of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was all Japanese, all around the same time. I mean, Battle Royale was what a year later. Yeah. Um, I was really looking forward to audition, and I remember back at the time, uh, I'd read about it, and I'd read. That uh, I I I might be wrong, but it was one of the film festivals, maybe Toronto. Uh, it wouldn't can, but it was like one of the more uh, horror centric, fantasy film centric kind of movie uh, fests festivals. And um, 
people had walked out, mm. you know. And if you're a horror, you know, if you're into horror, if you're into kind of extreme films, that's always really your first inkling that it might be something you want to see. Because your ears perked up. Yeah, it premiered somewhere and people walked out. They were outraged. Um, so I, I was looking forward to it. I, I'd read a little bit about it. Was it Sundowns? Maybe, maybe. I, 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 I've, I, I've got an I can't be, remember. I've got an inkling that might be Sundance. I might have read um, it. I might be wrong. Never have been before, but carry on. Sorry. So, I knew enough that it that this was essentially going to have an element of horror or something that I was into. Okay, right. So, um, I went to, as it turned out, I went to a really brilliant cinema to see it in Southampton. Sorry, I don't know that. Well, I'm about to tell you, Alexa, so you will know it. Um, Sorry about that. I'll cut that out. <laughs> I went to Harbour Light Cinema in Southampton. Right. Why is, were you in Southampton? I knew a girl at the time. Uh, yeah, you know, you know, it, it, yeah, yeah I, I, it's hard to believe. I knew a girl at the time. She lived in Winchester. You knew a girl at the time. Yeah, Past tense. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know her anymore. She's still alive. What are you Let's just make that abundantly clear, please. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so in Southampton was like the nearest town to us at that week, particular weekend. Yeah. Uh, and the Harbour Lights was a really good independent cinema, sort of right in the harbour, really, really nice cinema. Um, remember at the time as well, the poster to audition was uh, the uh, the main character, the female character, yeah. um, uh, Sammy. Long dark hair, and she's wet in the poster. She's wearing skin tight black, black gloves, gloves holding a syringe, holding a really kind of nasty looking syringe. Yeah, right. So, you've got I feel that every audience had a pretty should have had a fair idea of what they were walking into. All right, yeah, you'd have thought. So, went to went to see it at the Harbour Lights. Yeah, audience reaction. That when there was a walkout, really, yeah, how many. Was, a middle-aged couple got up. No word of a lie. How far in? As soon as she started cutting into his ankle. Well, she yeah, but he'd already cut the she'd already cut the guy's head off. Yeah, yeah, but that wasn't as that wasn't. You didn't really see that. Yeah, you? that was a lot more implied. That was nice. Well, no, the guy you'd already eaten the sick. Yeah. So they sat through that. They sat through that. Yeah. Um, I had the guy already eaten the sick. Yeah. Because he because she. Yeah, because there's is that weird. We'll get to it later, but there's that weird, yeah. almost like a weird stream of consciousness. Stream of consciousness. When he's unconscious. When he's unconscious, he's somehow he's in her flat and he trips over the back. I got a bit. I got some problems with that, really, because yeah, yeah. it's a big cheat in my mind. In some ways, we'll, we'll get to it. But um, where it comes in the sequence, I can't quite remember. But it was definitely on the bit where she starts going through that first ankle. Yeah. And they just got up and walked out. And I thought, well, you well, there's the ten mi- yeah, there's like <laughs> ten minutes left. And you kind of think, how did they think it was, what, how did they think how it was going to was, was go? And then it kind of got me thinking a little bit, really, about like marketing, the marketing of the film. Right. And you couldn't, I don't think you could do it because people, you know what people are like, they, they wouldn't handle it. But if they'd have properly marketed it as like a rom-com, yeah, and a lot, a lot of the early setup, as we we're saying a minute, a lot of the early setup of the film could could work in a rom com. That could be a rom com set, just a, rom- just a, just a romantic. or a romantic drama, yeah. or yeah. And 
to if you'd have if you'd have actually gone into that film thinking, oh yeah, I've come out to watch a romantic comedy. Yeah, but you could say the same. And then it goes where it goes. But you could say the same about Predator. Predator. Yeah, if you if you didn't know what Predator was about and you didn't have that spaceship thing at the beginning, yeah. it was just you could it could just be any other Arnie Commando shoot 'em up movie. Yeah. There's a few other films like this. Yeah, I've but seen. why would you have walked out of it? But no, you wouldn't have walked out of it, but it, it, it would have took you by surprise. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm with you. Do, do you know what I mean? It yeah, was, yeah, yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. So they, could, yeah, I know what you mean. So they the, could the, have the marketed it. Yeah, yeah. You could, they could have marketed it as a Arnie in the jungle fighting, fighting gorillas. Yeah, the red. Yeah, whatever. And then, well, no, the twist is there's an alien shows it's actually, up. Actually, yeah, I see it's coming from. in latex. But they could. I mean, I mean, they couldn't do it with audition. Well, I don't think you could do it with any film, really. I mean, but I would it's love very that. Rare that happens. I would love it if they did that. I would love to be tricked like that. Yeah, I know I mean, other people dust would. Dust If you didn't know. But he, but even that, I knew. Yeah, but it's exactly. But if you didn't know, how great would that have been if you didn't know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's very hard um, to get but away with a, a big mid film twist like that. But that. But it's not. That's not a cruel trick, is it? It's like a, a, an audience that wants to go and see a fun, violent crime movie isn't going to be that upset by it then turning into a violent horror movie. Whereas an audience that has gone to watch a romantic comedy and then it turns in the last 30 minutes into a really hardcore torture porn movie. Yeah. (laughs) That's a brilliant trick. Turn point after this film. Apparently. Yeah, this was the yeah this was the start of it. Hostel, uh, saw. Yeah, it's so, you can see saw was really influenced by audition. Mm. Um, yeah, and uh, I mean even Rob Zombie, you, you know he kind of came after that House of a Thousand Corpses and stuff. Yeah. So, um, audition was that late nineties kind of. Um, it was the the rebirth of kind of really extreme, really nasty horror. Yeah, um, I mean, you got to remember at the time, slashes <laughs> slashes were dying. Well, slashes at the time were. I mean, they were fun. I mean, you had the screen movies and stuff, but they were very um, they were safe. You yeah. know, they weren't trying to fuck you up. Yeah, you know, they they were a fun roller coaster, but um, they were those really ridiculously attractive teens. Yeah, you know the posters at the well, time. Why saying that? Do, do you, I, I, there's there's something off about this Asami when you first meet her. Oh yeah, there's something off about her. So I don't know how many. She's too good to be true. She's too good to be true. She's so exactly what he wants or thinks he wants. Yeah. Any bloke could be thinking this is too good to be true. You know, and um, should we do a bit of a synopsis? Yeah, let's do a little bit of a synopsis. We're, we're half an hour in. Right, shoot, just do a um, a quick skim over the plot. Okay, so um starts out pretty tragic, really. Our main character, uh, Ayoma, I call it, I, yeah, I'm Ayoma's not going to get into names. Ayoma's fine. Ayoma. Um, his wife dies. Yeah. They've got a son. He's, what, 14, 15? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's basically the start of the film. They're in the hospital. The wife dies. Um, you see the son... This is this stuck in my mind early on. Actually, you see the, the you see sort of a, a medium shot of the son and the dad. They're walking away, presumably from the hospital. The dad's got his arm around the son. It's, you know, tragedies happen. As they're walking away, the titles 
the titles come in in audition uh, it comes it slides in from the side and yeah. it's written vertically yeah um, and it just kind of slides in slinks in from the side and then just sort of slowly dissolves and for the first maybe 40 minutes of the film that is that really is the only clue that something ain't gonna it's not quite... It's not going to go quite the way you think. Yeah, it's not quite what you think. Or it's not quite what he thinks. Um, so anyway, we jump seven years later. Yeah. Uh, the dad and the son got a great relationship together. Um, the son says to the dad, you're looking a bit tired. Yeah. You should marry again. Yeah. Uh, the the dad, who we find out, he's got kind of a... a He's a, he works for a TV company. Yeah, somehow he's involved of, in I think TV. he's a producer or something, isn't he? Yeah, like he, he, he's, he's maybe on the peripheries of sort of TV production. Um, Is it all the movies? Yeah, yeah. It's never really made no. explicit, but he's involved. It's, yeah, not, he's, that, it's he, not that important, to be fair. TV or movies, he's, he's, but he, yeah. He's working in, a, in an industry where he's got to audition people, basically. Well, he... <laughs> He he's in a position where he knows a friend mm. that can do that, and it is through they know each other through work. Um, but basically, to begin with, it is almost like a, a dubious rom com setup. It could almost be like Overboard. Yeah, I was thinking of or Overboard. Pretty Woman. Yeah, that's pretty dubious. Setup, oh, very really. dubious. very dubious. Um, so it's, like, it's almost like what the fuck were you thinking? I know. <laughs> Like, oh, overboard as well. Yeah, I mean, I know, that, it's, what, uh, when you're looking back at that, you think, whoa. Yeah. He needs to be arrested. Yeah. Seriously. And I love Kurt Russell. I yeah. don't want to see him get arrested. But what he did in that film was wrong, man. <laughs> you can't do that. No, you can't do that. <laughs> but it's the happy go lucky. Yeah, yeah. They get away with it because of the tone. It's yeah. the right tone. You can get away with anything. You can get away with anything if it's the right tone. Um, so it's. So basically, it. He's decided he wants a wife. He goes to his mate. They have a drink. While they're having a drink, I don't know how you felt about it, but when he was talking about, you know, my son thinks I look worn out. I think I'm going to take a wife. Uh, and I know there are cultural differences. Yeah. I don't, you know, I'm not even going to try to tread on that. But he, he very much feel like um, he's shopping. It's yeah. like what he wants. Yeah, exactly what he wants. Yeah, but that's what you do on any dating website. Not me. Well, I know, but that's what dating um, websites do. And it's almost like um, it's almost like he's going to go and pick someone off a shelf, or yeah. that's. Do you know what I mean? Um, so even early on, you feel his attitude. Yeah, but the, the, but then if you're dating and you're yeah, if you're if you're dating somebody, like we had a conversation earlier about if she didn't want to watch the films you want to watch, you're not interested. That's the kind of you're picking and choosing. Well, not, so everybody, not everybody, hang on, that's I wouldn't entirely put it like that, but, but but you know what I mean. But if she hates the films I'm into, then yeah. I think yeah, we're not. Yeah, so you are picking and choosing, out. whether you like it or not, subconsciously. You're making or not, a sensible you're, decision. You're making on... decisions, but he's like preempting his decisions. Not preempting his decisions. He's cherry picking. Yeah, I know. But what then, you, but I know you what then, mean, but I'm not defending what they do. No, 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 no. You've no. got to remember, this is a time before internet dating was. Yeah, this thing. is me you're talking to. You don't have to. Yeah, no. I, it, it, I, um, he's not a bad bloke. 
he's not a bad bloke and it goes no. out of his way to show you he's not a bad bloke some of his attitudes maybe and I mean this is an old film now I yeah. mean this is like what 23 years old yeah. but even then I mean and a different culture and a different culture yeah um, it's very patriarchal then. yeah you do yeah and it's kind of like um, it's almost like the idea of like I've decided I want a wife yeah and it's like oh well then you'll get one yeah you know, it's not like... <laughs> I'll get a wife. Yeah, it's like if I came to you and said, oh, I've decided, Mark, I'm going to get married. You'd be like, good luck, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right. You want... Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah, you go, what the f- Yeah, what, well, yeah, all right. Yeah. Go and try and meet someone. <laughs> go and meet somebody then. Um, whereas this is very matter of fact. Come with me, I've got a plan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, that's, but that is basically what happens, isn't it? So we I, mean, I, I remember thinking that was off. When I first watched it, it's like, well, maybe it is culture. Maybe it is a culture. Maybe it is a different country. Maybe it's. But it's another. It's another one of those things where um, you could make a film about a guy. Hold, I mean, let's basically say. So his television mate basically says, "We'll hold a fake audition." Yeah. And they, it's not entirely fake to begin with. They're loosely saying, "Well, we've got kind of a project that we could do." Yeah. It probably won't get made, but we could audition for it, whether it's going to get made or not. And all yeah. those people, otherwise they wouldn't get the. Yeah, you know, there's got to be a people above them going. What are you only fucking auditions yeah. for? <laughs> so yeah, so there was a reasonably plausible reason, but essentially it was like we'll audition ladies. You pick out the one you want. Yeah, and his mate is when you say it like that, it sounds awful. It is awful. It's awful <laughs> in the film what they're Just, doing. But he knows it's awful. He does. He does. The main, which is in my mind, really what kind of makes him worse. You know, because he knows he he says this is fraud. We can't. Yeah. This isn't fair. It isn't fair. It's a hor- It's a horrible. Um, it's such an uneven playing field yeah. that they're on. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. so stacked in their favour. Yeah. It's horrible, and when they get to the audition how some of those girls perform in what they do yeah it's so cringy that in my mind that's one of the big horrors of the film is that scene where the two blokes are just sat judging the women yeah and some of the women are so inappropriate and some of them totally misjudge it yeah some of them really open up and are really sincere and you just you kind of feel sorry for all of them yeah because they've all been shammed into it yeah um it does make you laugh. There's that one girl that says, oh, I got into it. I started doing porn films with my friend. Yeah. And the guy interviewing says, oh, keep her details. I'll use her for another project. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Quite funny. But his mate's sleazy and has, has kind of talked him into it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the, the irony as well is that by this point, the audition is redundant because he's already made his mind up. Yeah, he up. made his mind up the first time he, he saw her. Which I, I don't understand why he chose her. Because of the story that she said. Because didn't she she was going to be a ballet dancer. Yeah. She was going to be a world famous ballet dancer. She had a bad injury early on that, was going to, that meant she couldn't do it. And she basically, it was a story of her accepting it, the mm. pain. And she was saying it was basically part of me died. But, you know, that's life. you just got to get on. And that something struck a chord of him because he'd lost his wife yeah. and he'd had to go on with life. It's just something about her words that kind of struck a chord. 
Um, and he, I mean, he liked the picture of her. You know, he's looking through the dossiers of all the ladies for the audition, and he just, she was a pretty girl. There was a massive age gap as well. I think there was a, with all of them, wouldn't yeah. there? Really, twenty years, I think there is between them, the actors, anyway. But then again, culturally, different. yeah. But then we say that. But then even Hollywood movies, yeah, even God, still yeah. now, Jesus, yeah, there's Christ. that. Yeah. And I mean, I, d- I mean, I hate to say it, but. In in real life, maybe no, but in movies, I like to think a guy my age could still hook up with a twenty year old. Is that wrong? If it's just a fantasy in a movie, yeah, it's fine. I mean, it, you know, it's just as long as you're not asking him to go to film auditions. Oh, well, this is yeah. Oh, dead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. As long as you're not putting putting out like casting calls for nineteen year old women it's when, a, you're, when you're not a film director, Jamie. That, <laughs> I'd never do that. Never that's that's why they're on it. That's why it's so unfair because they are on such an unfair. Yeah, it's not an even playing field, you know. Um, it's so stacked in their favour. They they've got so much to offer the girls auditioning, and they're automatically in a position of power. Yeah, of course. You, it's, it's an abuse of power. It's all sorts of fucking. Yeah, power. yeah, yeah. We, we but, know then, that. but then it even makes you think about the nature of just legitimate auditions. Yeah, and even them, they are kind of icky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I mean, these is icky as these two. Oh, that's worse. They're not bloody Harvey no. Weinstein. No. I mean, imagine that. Imagine, imagine the kind of. Why well, we don't have to? We know what's happened. We don't. No, have I'm, to just, no I'm just saying. It, this film came a long time before any of that. You know, no, it was going on. Oh, of course it was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course, it's always been going on. Um, yeah, it has always been going on. But in. It, Going back and watching it now, in light of things that have happened since, yeah. it's just it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, yeah, yeah, it does make you think. It do, yeah, 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 and it's horrible that you think that that is still even probably going on now. Yeah, you know, even with Harvey Weinstein safely locked up in prison, yeah, that I mean, shit is still if, going. I mean, on. if we, if anybody thinks it was just Harvey Weinstein, they're well, yeah, wrong, basically. So, but then you, but then you, you can understand how it can happen, basically. Yeah. But then you also think just even very the very nature of auditions is of of it's people sat in judgment of other people. And I mean, okay, you all right, it's generally it's just the judgment is are they the right person yeah. for what we're making? But then that judgment still often takes the sort of standpoint of are they good looking enough? Are they gonna be funny enough? Yeah, are they so. are they good enough? Yeah, but that's the, you, you could say that about any job interview, though. I know, but um, are they sexy enough? Well, which is a thing for a film, isn't it? Yeah. If you're going to make a film, if you want, you know, yeah, it, is, uh, is there anything wrong with that? No, no, yeah. it's it, it, I mean, it's a, it's so so complicated, isn't it? I mean, it's the nature of. I mean, if it's done innocently enough, it's fine. Yeah, but yeah, you know, men. Have you seen? You've seen Mulholland Drive. Long time ago, can't remember. It's one of his Lynch films. So you can't remember the bit with George Hamilton where he's acting, and no. he's okay. Well, tell me George about Hamilton. Then. Well, it's it's just another blurring of that. It's two actors working together through a scene, right? And then it becomes a bit. Hang on, is he? And then you think, oh no, no, he's not. He, they are just acting the scene, and then it's like, oh no, hang on, is he? It, you need to see it, right? But. Okay. It, again, it's what we were saying earlier. I mean, it, it's like a blurring. I mean, most auditions, where it's men auditioning women, the men are looking to see are the women good looking enough. Yeah. 
you know, are, are not that's breaking it right down to the bottom line, and yeah. really, it's not all right. That no, there is what it can they act? Yeah. Are they going to look good on film? There is all that, but the bottom line is, are they are they good looking enough? Are, do they look like the what I want? Yeah. Jamie and Fortune's beta max done. Right, the auditions have been done now. Right. His mate now disappears off into the background, really, didn't he, for a little bit? Well, yeah, because he, I think his, I think he basically he the main character basically goes to him and says, "This is one I like." Yeah. She's. It's all about her. She's the one. And what, are your fir- what are your first impressions of her? Me or yeah, you. Uh, well, she's pretty, but too good to be true. She's very submissive. Yeah. Too 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 sort of submissive too submissive but then again you maybe that's a cultural thing maybe but they weren't all like that were they no 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 not at all no some of them some of them were quite she ain't the one I would have picked no (laughs) I know which one you would have picked um yeah no but then like I said he's already kind of made his mind up does he does he see his wife in her yeah, there's maybe a bit of that. Yeah. You get a bit of that crossing Because you do see... Because his wife... He, you see his wife later in a dream sequence and there is yeah. kind of similarity. Um, but after the audition, his mate does say to him that there's, there's something about her not quite right. Yeah. And his mate does do a bit of digging around, doesn't he? And he comes back and says, well, she's lied about a few things. Because she said about an agent. Yeah, she said about an agent. A guy at a record company that was kind of looking after her career. Yeah. And he disappeared mysteriously um, and his mate does say to him there's just you know she there's loads of other women to pick from why did not you know yeah, go made, out with a few he made her she made him uneasy yeah yeah um, but they go on a couple of dates and um, I mean she's just basically just sat there looking at her lap yeah I don't get the attraction of it at all I can't see what he sees. Um, and it's not because I know what happens later on. I think that is a cultural thing. I think that is cultural. Yeah, maybe. I think. I mean, he in his mind, she... I mean, she's just so easy go. Anything he says, she thinks is amazing. Hmm. And I mean, yeah, maybe me or you. I mean, it even gets to that point in the film where his mate basically says to him, I think you've been a, you've been a stupid old fool. Really, you, you know, you've fallen for it. Let it go. And he, he, he gets. That's when he gets angry, isn't it? When he kind of that suggestion that yeah, you're an old idiot. Yeah. You know, you're kidding yourself all along. How many dates do they go on? They go on a couple, don't they? Because they go on the first one and it's successful. And then she's waiting by the phone, isn't she? Yeah. There's that whole... And I love that bit. That's one of my favourite bits. Well, that, that little jump scare. Yeah, yeah. But just her... I mean, she's literally waiting by the phone. Yeah, it's terrifying. Like, when you think of yeah, somebody yeah. could be doing that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's just led there, head down, cross-legged, not moving. Just waiting for that phone to ring. Right next to the phone in a bare-ass, dingy, dingy apartment with a big sack in the corner. Well, yeah, that doesn't really come in. Yeah, that sort of reveals itself later on, doesn't it? Or is it when she's waiting by the phone? That yeah, the, the phone rings and the, back, and, the, and the bag moves. And you're like, oh, shit. 
<laughs> and I mean that that ha- that bit happens. I wrote that down actually. Her waiting by the phone. Um, so he does take a while to call her, didn't he? He didn't call her straight away. Oh yeah, but yeah, his, either his mate or his son says, "Oh, we don't call him straight away. Play mm. cool, you know. Don't ring him straight away." And he he wants to ring her, but mm. he's sort of holding off. Um, I'm just sorry, mate. I'm just reading back from your notes. Uh, that's forty five. That's forty five minutes in. Yeah, and it's what a ninety eight minute film. Yeah. So her her waiting by the phone in that bag is when you're like, "Yo, hang on." Yeah, <laughs> massively. Yeah, like, hang on. Yeah, hang on. That she re- there is you're really going into a different there. zone now. So we're a good. So that is a good forty-five yeah, minutes. It, it, it's round about the halfway point. Um, then they go on their weekend away. Yeah, and that's when it gets really weird. Yeah, that's where she does the whole uh, love me, but no one else. Yeah, no one. Mm, not even your yeah, literally no one else yeah literally don't love anyone um, and she gets naked doesn't she and shows her body yeah uh, and don't we is that the point where she's got the scars she's got scars on the inside of her legs on the, yeah on her thighs inside of her thighs um, and it starts getting more and more surreal with glimpses of her past glimpses of what's going on that kind of and it's a bit disor- it's disorientating yeah a little bit it doesn't I don't think it I mean I've got a few issues with it as you have but I think that adds to the his state of what you think he's feeling well he well they go away on the dirty weekend yeah and she basically shows her body off to him they spend the night together he wakes up and she's gone yeah right then he goes to see his mate and his mate, that as we were saying, yeah, that's right. His mate says, "You're, you're being an old." There's all this shit going on. The yeah. guy doesn't exist. And she said, "Yeah." Um, um, the the dance school she said she went to is closed or something. Yeah, or the, it was just all the building. It's a different building. Or all her references, everything she said. Yeah, nobody's just a bit. Nobody's heard of her. Yeah. Um, and that that's the scene where his mate basically says, "You're being a stupid old fool." And from that moment on is when the film just go does seem to just turn it up a notch. Mm. Um, it even changed the colour palette. Even changes when he goes to the ballet school. When he goes to the Shamida Ballet School, yeah. there's that real yellow tint to everything. Yeah, there's a lot of sort of Dutch angles. It's all a bit askew and a bit off. Don't you start? Is this where you start seeing her uh, dance teacher? For the first time, or be a piano, is it a dance teacher or piano teacher or something? Yeah, who turns out to have been her abuser yeah. when she was younger, when she was like a foster kid. Um, and I mean, that he doesn't he doesn't make any sense to me as a character in a way. No, not I never he even is a character. I don't know whether he's is he alive or not. Does she is she killed him previously? Previously, or don't know. I mean, who's in the bag? Well, isn't there? A, a, I think the guy in the bag is the record executive who went dis- who disappeared. Right? Wasn't there? Isn't there a police report at some point? Where and there's extra. They they find a bag of. Yeah, well, that's when he goes to the Stonefish. That's the bar that she said she worked in. Right. It's called the Stonefish, and he goes there and he finds out it's been shut for months. And then there's a guy who's walking down the corridor and he says, "Oh yeah, yeah, no, they, they closed that place down." 
Uh, there was a murder. They found body parts. With an extra... and that, But there were extra fingers, a tongue, and an ear. Yeah. Um, which, as we later supposedly yeah. find out, belongs to the guy in the bag. This is where it all gets problematic. <laughs> really? It goes off on a tangent. Well, it, and it, it goes off so steep. At the it end, takes it, you back. It takes it, it knocks you back slightly. I think the first time I watched it, I I didn't. I watched it on a something I couldn't. I couldn't rewind it, and I was it was just this sensory overload. It's like what what is going on? Well, it's a little bit of a cheat in my mind because it because at the end when he gets drugged, it gives you a look. He's basically dreaming or having a fever sequence. And it gives you loads of exposition, but it's giving it you from the perspective of a man who's been drugged, and so you're thinking like, well, well how does he know what? How could he? He couldn't possibly know any of these things because I mean, in his dream, he, he's in a flat and he meets the guy in the yeah, well, bag. This, this is is that, is that in a dream? Yeah, he's been drugged. That's when he's led out on his living room floor and he's she's about to cut his foot off. That's when, isn't it, isn't it? I thought they were because they're out of, they're out having a meal. No, that all comes back. That's all. There's earlier scenes of them out on dates. Yeah. And then during the dream sequence where he's been drunk, where he's drunk the whiskey and he passes out, he flashes back to it. But you're seeing bits of the, the date, but bits that you hadn't seen before. Yeah. And it was really bits that were like red flags. Where she was sort of saying to him like, "Oh yeah, I was abused, and yeah. uh, I, this all happened to me, and I've I've still got issues, and I've always been alone." So it, you get the idea that that was part of those dates. It was just earlier on in the film you didn't see that portion of yeah. the date. Um, but then also during that time where he's drugged, like I said, he turns up in her flat. He, yeah. The whole bit where the guy comes out of the bag and he's had his feet cut off and his fingers and his tongue, she pukes up in a bowl. Yeah, that one feeds it to him. <laughs> first, first time I watched that, I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> I'm like, "No," but she's so um, not. It's hard to explain, isn't it? She's um, cruel, but not. I don't know, just so placid about it. Yeah, so it's, it's placidly cruel. You know, she's, she's not, not really getting off on the fact that she's puked up. It's just matter of fact. Yeah, it's all the yeah. all the torturing stuff and everything she does is all. I mean, she's so non-threatening. Yeah, the way she looks, she's all demure, and she looks like she wouldn't say boo to a goose. But when she does these horrible things. She's just so calm about it, like she's done it a thousand of times. Still gets you there. Appa- apparently, like, uh, in the novel, there's a part where they're in a restaurant having a meal, and a guy comes in in a wheelchair, a young lad, and it's one of her exes. And the uh, okay. reason he's in a wheelchair, yeah. you find out later that he's she's chopped his feet off. But then, but, but he they come into the the this restaurant. This guy in a wheelchair has a major shit fit, shit mm. fit, and everybody just gets him out, but. You find out later he was one of the previous... Yeah, but then... That doesn't really work, does it? Why? Well, because why didn't he go to the police and say, my ex-girlfriend's cut my feet well, off? I don't know. Exactly. So, I mean, she's got a kill have to read, but I haven't read the book. No, I know, but... Re- I mean, she has to kill him. 
She can't. She can't just keep collecting men in bags that she keeps in her apartment. <laughs> she can't just when she ain't got the room. Well, tell you one bedroom flat. Yeah, and I mean, it, her, she'd be worn out puking up into all their bowls. Her, her, her real motivations in what is really going on in no, her I think head it is a complete. Well, it's, just, it's cutting the feet off, so they can't run away from her. You will love only me. I guess, but then. How that ties into how she was abused, I don't know. Yeah, that was horrible as well. Yeah, that was weird. But, um, yeah, just a bizarre kind yeah. of uh, well, thing. Think, the other thing that I find disturbing is that um, she's feeding this man in a bag with who's lacking fingers, this bowl of sick, and then she starts patting him on the head like a, like a puppy. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, then it flashes back to her as a child doing it. And you're like, oh, this is... Well, not... Yeah, I don't know that... I don't think it's supposed to make a lot of sense. I think no, the point, yeah, the point, yeah. the point yeah. of it is, it's just like... A, a, well, it's a, horror film logic, isn't it? It's just... It's, it's enough to... It's enough to make you feel scared and uneasy. And there's enough there to... You kind of piece You can kind of get a, a very ghostly idea of what's happened to yeah. her and why she's ended up like this. Um... And I mean, at the end, when she's uh, doing what she's doing to uh, Ayoma... Is that not the first time you see her smile properly when she's... Yeah, up? Oh, yeah, when she's going through his leg. That Jesus first Christ, leg. and it keeps showing it. That's what you yeah, think yeah, it keeps yeah, going to yeah, cut yeah, away, yeah, but yeah, it, yeah. it's very, very graphic. When the blood starts flying... Yeah. Brilliant. It's one of the best razor... Oh, God, thing, yeah. Mighty. Um and the needle torture oh, as well. In the eyes. And for um, his tongue. Kiri, 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 Which is deeper, deeper, deeper. Yeah. But to a Western audience, or to my ears, it sounded like, to begin with, she was going, kiri, 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 kiri. Yeah, yeah that's what yeah, I was kiri, kiri, Yeah, which is even <laughs> creepier. But, oh. yeah, no. Kiri, 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 And she killed his dog. Her, yeah, that was sad. Uh, her whole outfit at that point. Oh, yeah, it's not the first time, is it? Is that's awesome. terrifying. Yeah, it's that's awesome. a proper. That's a proper Jack the Ripper. Kit, yeah, 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 yeah. She's got the belt, the apron. Do you know what I? It's <laughs> brilliant. It's brilliant. The, there was a. There's a bit where the guy's comatose. Well, he's not. He's he's drugged up on the floor. She rolls him to the side. He does move. <laughs> He, she, help, yeah. he helps her yeah. flip him over. She flips him leg. over and she puts down a sheet to a floor protector. Yeah, yeah. And then just rolls him back and yeah. starts cutting his foot off. You're like, why is she doing that? Well, I guess to hide the crime scene if she's going to kill... I mean, this is the thing. Is she intending to kill him? Or just... Take his feet off. Take his feet off and kill his son. I love it when she takes the first foot off. Oh, God. And then she just chucks it. I know. Don't, she don't, just she don't even look at it. Yeah, she just chucks it against the door. <laughs> <laughs> and are like, oh, my God. And now the right foot. Yeah, and she's halfway through it, isn't she? And she's loving it. Oh. Her face. I know. Her, her, <laughs> she's face. so happy. Oh, she's, <laughs> she's cock-a-hoop. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dear. Um, yeah, she's halfway through the second foot and her son comes in. His son comes in, sorry. And um, it goes to another dream sequence then, doesn't it? Yeah. He wakes, he wakes, in, wakes up in bed and the first thing he does is check his feet. Well, and his feet are still there and he's like, oh, thank God for that. 
Go on, did that happen? It's back to their weekend away, isn't yeah. it? It's like, this is different where she's still there. Um, and she's like saying, yeah, I would accept your proposal. I, I thought I was going to be the heroine in a film, but it turns out I'm a heroine in real life. Which and is then, a weird thing to say. Yeah, and when she's torturing him and she's like saying, Word, all words are lies. Mm. Only pain is true. Only pain is real. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, you lied to me. You, you love your son. Yeah, You yeah, said yeah. you'd love only me. Yeah, yeah. So she you lied. And it's like... Really being literal about that. Mm. Literally love only me. Mm. I don't. I have no one else. If I loved you, you'd have all my love. If you love me, it, you're sharing it. It's a proportion of your love. Yeah, she's not right. She's. I still fancy her. Man. No, I don't. Well, you know. What? Even if you knew about the foot thing. If she's. If she. Yeah. If she's going to take. <laughs> what do you mean, both, yeah. If she's going to chop both my feet off. <laughs> um. Yeah, probably not. Or just one. My well, big she, issue would be if, one. if she was feeding me sick every oh. day. That's a step too far. Is it? It's like what about well, chopping like, your ear off? And, if she wanted to fingers? chop my feet off just to keep me, that'd be fine. No, it wouldn't but be fine. At least feed me decent food. Don't puke up in a bowl for me. I mean, that's going. That is just too cruel. I know. I've already been severely hobbled. <laughs> you know, at least make me a nice. You know, omelette every now and then. Not, not puke a nice omelette. Well, yeah, don't puke in a bowl Which for might me. Feed you your feet. No, that, that's really extreme. <laughs> that's feeding you your. No, feet. Mark, that, that'd be even. That's more. just too far. Yeah, that's, that's too, too far. No one wants to see that shit, Mark. What kind of sickos do you think we are? Take his feet off and feed them to him. I don't know, but Barbara, I do like the way she just casually throws up in a bowl. It's just like, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah. This is just what I do. It's like pouring out a bowl of cornflakes. It's all dribbling oh, outside of it. It's <laughs> awful. It's awful. Real when watery. the guy laps it up. Yeah. Oh, oh, God. Oh, God. What a whip. But you see, that's the other twisted thing, is that he seems to kind of have accepted his yeah. life. He's sort of, yeah, this is what we do. This it's, is what we do now. Yeah, she pukes up for me, I eat it. Well, can't, can't run away, can he? Kind of nothing he can do. Well, yeah, so you've got to eat. Oh. Yeah, and then um, it's kind of kinky, isn't it? Really? Not really. It's not it's like kind of no. That's, that's beyond kinky. Chopping your feet off and making you eat in a bowl is beyond kinky. It's beyond anything dominatrix. It's well kinky, Mark. That's kind of no, it's too kinky. Let's be honest, Mark. That's why we get a thrill out of it because it's kinky. No, it's not. It well, is. Come on, it's, this it's is not, a massively kinky film. We love it's, it. I, it's not. Sexually kinky, surely. Well, a little bit. No, no there's no frisson. There's, there's no frisson. There's no frisson. What from her going? Kiri, 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 no. Kiri, 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 kiri. You're not with a big fucking wire in her hand, chopping his feet off. She still looks fetching. No, she does not do it for me. Yeah, yeah, she doesn't. Um, <laughs> she, she wears a, she wears a lot of white. Um, which She's in Japanese culture death, is yeah, yeah, it's very symbolised. That should have been a red flag for him. Yeah, yeah, he with is a, Japanese. A, yeah, with a long, she wears a lot of white. She wears a lot of white. She's got, got long she black hair like all those women in those scary she's films. Dressed like death. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's a little too demure for me. I reckon she might have a dark side. 
Which might involve syringes, wires, it's that, leather aprons, and fucking. It's, it's that. It's that age-old thing, mate. It's just she's just too good to be true. Too good to be true. Um, and it taps in. It taps into a lot of male, male fears as well. I mean, men are. Um, men are terrified of being vulnerable, aren't they? Oh God, yeah. And you know. Um, Women, women do hold the power to absolutely destroy men. You know, if if men open their hearts and let women in, um, men are terrified because they feel like they're they're giving a. You know, every man has these fears when you meet a new lady, where you go out. A lot of it is irrational, but you're like, she seems so nice. We seem to be getting on so well. Um, she seems a really nice person. Will she turn? Will she become a monster as soon as I open myself up? Will Will she turn out to have an ulterior motive? Will she be, um, you know, will she break my heart? Yeah. Will she lie? Will she cheat on me? Will, will she, she Will my, she be wrong for me? Will she be sick in a bowl and feed it to me? When will I, she chop my feet off? After she's cut my feet yeah. off and put me in a bag. So it's taking those male fears, you know, just uh, innocent, just yeah. kind of normal, you know, and don't get me wrong, women have the same kind of fears. It's different for women. Um, their fears are probably even more. Yeah. Um, no, not probably. They definitely are. They are more. In, in, uh, uh, in, in the real world, it is more on a physical level. Whereas for men, a lot of those fears of meeting new people going out, it's more emotional fears. Yeah. Whereas this movie, now nah, we're going to make it fucking physical for you. As well, yeah. She could literally chop your, chop your, chop your off. bits off. You know? And um, it's good. It's subversive, isn't it? You know, it's switching that. Yeah, why didn't she cut his nuts off then? Maybe that would have been a step too far. Well, maybe that would maybe they already had people walking out Mark, with his feet going because that's one of the first time I, the first time I watched it. That's what I I mean. I'd seen the feet off on the guy in the thing, and I'd seen the feet off on the, on the ghost of her old teacher because he yeah because he comes in with on wooden feet. So it, he? yeah, no, his feet. Are ter- I mean, it's like his actual old dead rotten feet. Have been stuck to a board, yeah, and then sewn round some kind of metal stilt. Yeah, I mean, what? Yeah, that wouldn't work. No, of course it would. <laughs> it would work. work. But that was in the dream sequence. What? When they start failing, and he's like, and they breaks, don't they? Then but, he... but I'd seen that. <laughs> but as soon as she got him on the floor and she got that wire, right, I thought his cock's coming off. Oh really? Yeah, I thought. Oh god! And then was, part of me went, "Oh, it's going to be his foot." Then it was like, "Oh god!" Yeah, no, oh, shit. Yeah, no, it really shit. is his foot. Yeah. Oh god! <laughs> this wire cuts through bone easily. Oh my god! <laughs> and it's the, the oh, it didn't go that easy, did it? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, she had to give it a little bit of. Yeah. Oh, she, yeah, she she perspired a bit, I reckon. So the mysteries that remained. Um, yeah. How did a abuser lose his feet? Well, she took them off. Well, we don't know that. Well, it's probably. Well, we don't know that. We and we didn't even see that in any of the dream sequence. No, you just saw her cutting his head off. Yeah. So, had he had she killed him after Aoma went to visit him, or had she never killed him? Was he still alive at the ballet school? 
I don't know. I mean, how... It doesn't seem... it. It's non-linear. It didn't seem right when he turned up to the ballet school because he had to break boards down yeah, to get guy, in. Yeah, and there's a guy in there. Yeah. So that that whole bit defies logic, doesn't it? I mean, it ain't a ballet school anymore. No. But there's an old guy in there in a wheelchair playing a piano. Like He's in a wheelchair, so she yeah. took his feet. Yeah. But it's not a ballet school anymore because it's all boarded up. So who is this guy still in there on the piano? I can't remember what he says to him. Well, he, he, he's clearly obsessed with her. And he's like saying, have you seen her? Have you touched her? Have you smelt her hair? Have you, you know, it escalates. He gets really inappropriate. Right. I can't quite remember what he says, but it's clear that he's, something's not right. He's, yeah, yeah you know, um... But again, I don't, I don't, I'm not even really sure he exists. Mm. I'm not even sure if he's alive, you know? Maybe he's a ghost. I don't know. <coughs> I don't know. Um, that's, that's my main issue with the end of it, where he goes into that drug stupor. And I mean, don't get me wrong, it's thrilling. The last yeah, the 20 last minutes 20 is a is, thrill ride. It's a thrill ride. Extreme it, horror. It, it, it defies logic. And yeah. there is a little bit of you going... Well, hang on a minute. Yeah, how could he know that? How yeah. even in a dream, how could he know that? And and just because he's dreamt that, does that mean it's true? Yeah, exactly. So we don't um, know whether any of that happened. <laughs> uh, so anyway, she's basically taking him apart. Brilliant scene of torture. One of my favourite torture scenes of all time. And then the kid shows up. Yeah, we get another flashback, like we said. Yeah, she tries to mace him. Yeah, is it mace or is it a knockout thing? Yeah. Because she gets in his face a couple of times. I don't know if she really hits him with it. He always sort of... And he's, to be fair to him, he's like, what the fuck is yeah, What are you doing? She's just... What are you doing? <laughs> She's like, what are you doing? He comes in, his dad's foot's on the floor and his dad's coming in needles bleeding. His reaction ain't great. <laughs> his, and he, after he's kicked her down the stairs and he goes back down to his dad, his reaction ain't great. He's a bit like, oh, dad... What what's going on? What's going on? <laughs> 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 fucking foot chopped off. What are you going on? Call the bloody please. Get fucking ambulance. Yeah, oh, yeah. oh Dad, you alright? No. No, clearly fucking not, son. Pull these needles out of my eyes. <laughs> yeah, his reaction. Right? And then there's a wildly inappropriate song over the titles. Yeah. Far too happy go lucky. Have you dancing out of the cinema? I know. Unless you left ten minutes beforehand. <laughs> Unless you left ten minutes before or you haven't got your feet, you won't be dancing out. I wonder what I wonder what those people f- thought was go- gonna what well, did they think was well, gonna was, happen? To be, to be fair, it was very extreme. Yeah. I mean like you said, there'd been no there'd been no you hadn't had saw, you hadn't had hostile, you hadn't had anything like For that. For nineteen ninety nine. For nineteen ninety nine that was a pretty real full on. Out of, yeah. Very full on. You kind of forget how... Yeah, I mean, it's they keep showing it as well, and that takes a good minute to get that foot off. You kind of forget, like, the, the 70s, early 80s, you could get real rough films like that. You yeah. know, then films that were designed... But they weren't polished. No, they no. Were, they were rough as rats to get... Not all people. of them, but... Well, you get... I, I suppose it was... Because it was Japanese, people would expect a bit of polish. Yeah, they've probably seen um, Ringu the year before. Thought that's a really good 
maybe they were expecting another kind of rather like which a... is a scary film oh yeah which is a very scary film but it's very different to audition oh yeah yeah, yeah of course it is yeah. oh yeah 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 uh, maybe they were expecting ring is a ghost story yeah. this, this is isn't a, this is a violent torture well I, what would you call it it's not a slasher quite is it a serial killer movie is she a serial killer well we don't know for sure <laughs> she's obviously done it before she wouldn't yeah. get that gap she wouldn't have that back that bag of it was her first time, and I mean, he, I mean, to be honest, I, I, I don't even. And know. How long she's been doing it? Because she's only, is she not only twenty? I'm really old. I'm really old. She, would you call it a? I mean, it's a. I wouldn't even call it a gore movie, because for eighty percent of it, yeah. it ain't. You know, um, well, I suppose it is a serial killer movie, isn't it? But you're only seeing one victim, mostly. I don't know. I don't know. It's a hard. It is kind of because she's, she's clearly done it before. There's a man in the bag. Whether we, whether he knows about it or not, that man in the bag is there. Because you see the bag when she's there. So the man in the bag is there. I mean, I guess really, it's basically just one of those one person meets the wrong person. Yeah. Movies. Yeah. And some of those are comedies. Some of those are like, like you know. Badlands, Sissy Spacek, and. Martin Sheen yeah. he, she meets the wrong guy um, yeah um, anyway, it's hard to categorise that it now, is actually. but it's a great it's film really a... What, what, Mark's out of five I'm going to have to go four to be honest because um, of the I love the it ju- the jumping around at the end yeah I love it I, I feel it cheats a little bit at the end like I said I think it offers up a lot of exposition I, I, what, what, what that hasn't been earned how does she know that he'd done the auditions? Yeah. Because she mentions it. Oh, yeah, she's saying, oh... You audition these girls. Yeah. But you don't know how she found but she, that out. But she's, she, done, she doesn't have it quite right, though, because she seems to... She seems to think that he's been doing it reg, regularly. You, you, hold, you hold auditions... You reject girls and then you ring them later to have sex. That wasn't really what he was doing. No, really, he w- he he didn't want to meet her. Twice. He was looking for a wife. Yeah, I should fetch me a wife. Yeah, but I mean that. But although what he did was wrong, he he wasn't just looking for sex. He wasn't. No. no so no. his motives were a little bit purer. Yeah, what he did was wrong. You know, and he paid a hard time. <laughs> oh, yeah. He really paid. Well, it wasn't quite an arm and a leg. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think the other foot would have survived? Oh, oh, she was it. getting way into it, wouldn't she? I don't know. I mean, the way she flung it across the room. That was the first foot. Yeah. The second so she was foot. halfway through the second foot. Yeah, so... I don't know. She might, they might have got the first one back on if it was a clean enough cut. Yeah, if they were quick. Should have oh, packed, he should have packed it in ice. Like, in the end, it's just like sat there, there and like the sun is on the phone and you're thinking, Get his foot put the bloody <laughs> foot in the freezer. Do, do, do something. Don't just leave it there. Hang on, hang on. Hang on. Would you, if you came in from where your dad's foot was on the floor like that, would you, go, would you be able to pick it up? Yeah, of course I would. Well, I wouldn't be able to pick it up. What? Like, fuck that. <laughs> oh. Stop this a minute. Stop. Why? Why? Jesus. <laughs> Christ almighty. Well, I'll ring you then. Well, yeah. I'll ring you if that ever happens. 
<laughs> Jamie I could pick up a severed foot, mate. Yeah, yeah right, I'm confident okay. I could do that. Okay. Um, okay, so audition. I gave it four. I'll you're... give it four. Okay, good. I'm, I'm with you. It's a little bit wavy at the end. But it's, it's mixed up in so much good stuff that you kind of, you can forgive it. It's, and it's, it's part um, of, it's one of these movies that's part movie, part <laughs> experience. Yeah. You know, you're not, it's not supposed to make sense. It, it's, they, they didn't make it to make sense. You also feel, you know, you look back through the history of horror and it's a, it's a stepping stone. It's mm. another one of those important stepping, you know, um, like we said, it just where it came along at that time, how it, what it represented, and it was a change to what the general J horror kind of films were. It was, you know, it was something a little bit more different, and it did open the doors for what I don't like the term, but it opened the doors for what became known as torture porn. Yeah, which has kind of run its course now, isn't it? I think. Oh yeah, God, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was sort of noughties, wasn't it? Um, well, they're still making saws now, aren't they? No. No, they are. Not really. What's been Spiral, a saw film? Uh, yeah. I mean, the last saw It's film. a Chris Rock film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess they are still making them. Um, I kind of like the first one. Yeah, the first one was great. I like two and three, but after that, it was... I... I... No, I didn't really like two or three to be honest. Three I, I think, was super I, to be gory. With you, I stopped watching after two or three. Yeah, I I've seen them all. Three was super gory. Three was so gory. It was awesome. Yeah. Where they had that collar of shotgun shells. That was awesome. Yeah, but the, the I mean, the first one wasn't actually that gory. No, but he, it's more suggestive. He, he, first one. he cheats as well because you're never going to get out of the traps. No, no, that's not true. How many people get out of those traps? Well, the lady in the second one. Um, oh, look, it becomes his protege. Yeah, the, his protégés. They escape. Yeah, and they become acolytes to his cause oh, of fucking nonsense. In, enjoying your life and not just. Taking it for granted. Mm. I hate it when people take their lives for granted and don't enjoy it. I feel like I need to punish them. Yeah. So much that I'm going to spend a ridiculous amount of time planning and orchestrating these utterly unlikely... (laughs) It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. The whole thing's ridiculous. People love it. They make loads. What is it? Nine of them? Oh, God. Yeah, about that. Yeah. I've got no idea how many. Lost interest. Yeah, I still watch them. I like the gore, man. Right, we've done an hour and twenty. Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. No book nook this week. No book nook. No, we're going to wrap it up. We don't got a book nook. I have got a book nook, but we'll, we'll say you have got a book nook. Yeah, well, it's, you probably wouldn't like it. Why not? Because it's a documentary book what? about so a horror series. Wrong with that. So we are doing a book. Oh, we do a book note. What have you been reading in your book note this week? We are going to do the introduction that takes you ten minutes. Oh, so we're, we're turning down the lights. You're getting bored with it now, aren't you? No, <laughs> no, no. It's just, it's just turning down the lights. Radio 4. I'm trying to... It's hard to... Okay, listener, it's come to that point in the evening <laughs> where we're going to turn down the lights. Mark is pulling on his white archival gloves... He's, okay. he's reaching up onto one of the shelves in the in the enchanted grotto 
the area of the dungeon that we like to call the book nook. And once again, it's that time of the evening where I say, Mark, what have you been reading in your book nook this week, Mark? I have been reading a book called Taking Shape. Okay. Now, it's about a film series, Jamie. Okay. It's about Halloween. It's about Halloween. Ah, I knew it. Giveaway. Uh, It breaks down Taking Shape, developing Halloween from script to screen. Oh, okay. Um, it's written. Ah, I see what they did there. See what they did there? No, it's written by Dustin McNeil and Travis Mullins, and it gives you the inside story about all the Halloween films up until Halloween 2018. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, oh, that's good. Oh, really? It doesn't take any prisoners. Does it do the Paul Rudd one? Yes. Oh, okay. And all the troubles and tribulations oh, they, they had, had that was the Weinsteins that got involved with that and messed up. Oh, they that. fucked up loads of them. Um, I think it was pretty much the Weinsteins that messed up. Yeah, the Weinsteins messed up a few Halloween films and um, it, it even goes into Halloween 3. Uh, oh, okay. Well. It's an interesting thing. Now, Rob Zombie's Halloween. Yeah. Do you know the part where a young Michael Myers kills the bully? Yeah. The guy from Spy Kids. I didn't know he was Originally, in the script... Does he actually kill him, or does he just beat the hell out of him? I think he kills him. He's not, it's, you're and not it, entirely... And it's never, it's never mentioned again. Yeah, you're not... In, which is, like, weird. Beats him with a stick, doesn't he? Yeah. But he, he doesn't... I think he kills him, mate, the way he wails on him. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Okay. Originally, Rob Zombie wanted that to be a nine-year-old girl. <laughs> well, he gets killed. Yeah. That would have been awesome. They talked him out of it. That would have been awesome. Got, you, you'd have, you'd have, it would have been awesome, but it would have he'd have lost the audience. No, it was no, Michael no, no, Myers. No, no, no. Not everybody's like you, Jamie. What, what does you, that mean? You like that type of thing. <laughs> Hang on. What, in movies? Yeah, yeah in, but a lot of people don't. Where have you got this magic wand? It's, it's my repeating stick. That's a bloody... You've got a magic wand? I've left the stick, stick of repetition <laughs> in the van. And I've got a stick... Where does that come from? Well, my magic box over there, look. Oh, yeah. Why have you got a magic box? Because i got kids, Jamie. Oh, okay. Is that right? It's fine, but it's weird that you, I went to the toilet and you've I've got a magic for, wand I've had it for like 10 hand. minutes. Okay. All right? Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, so you, you wanted that scene to be a nine-year-old girl, and uh, I think this producer's... That would have been awesome. Talked him out of it, and I think they made the right decision. No, they it? didn't. No, they did. I no, they, did. they didn't. Even he admits they made the right decision. Well, he's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> well, you make your make your family, nine-year-old girls getting butchered by a, by a thirty-year-old. So, uh, yeah, so, hang on. Would the nine-year-old girl have been bullying him? Then? No, she would have just been a random nine-year-old girl. Oh, that was how he wanted to play. Yeah. Whoa, that's dark. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, it's very dark. That is really I mean, nasty. I would. Sorry, mate. I'd have loved that. But I think the point. It's horrible. I think the point of the reason showing him. Showing that that younger Michael Myers is you're everywhere. It, it, Michael's going after him for revenge, isn't he? Yeah. Um, and it would have stuck out as he's not going for revenge at that point. He's just just indiscriminately killing a nine year old girl. I think that's the point they were making, which kind of makes sense with an older Michael Myers, but not as he was at that point because everyone he killed when he was young was a revenge yeah but I didn't like that no so because it, it would have stuck out 
as odd because the bully kills. The bully. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm with you. He kills the yeah. bully as revenge. He kills his just sex. killing a girl. Yeah, just killing a, a girl out of nowhere would have been like. But then I did that. It it tried to humanise him in someone someone killing people. Oh, it just broke my stick of repetition. It broke your bloody magic wand, Mark. Um, That's because I'm so excited. Oh, it's meant to pop off. It's that's where you stick all your flat, all your handkerchiefs in that. Then, that you just yeah. stop. Oh. Woo, woo. <laughs> um, peek behind the curtain. Yeah, it may have been. It maybe if if they written the beginning differently, it may have worked. But it, but the way they written in the beginning as a the red the whole redneck thing didn't work. No, in a in a, um an abused child taking revenge on his abusers. Yeah. It's horrific as his revenge yeah, may be. You, you, there is an element of yeah. you where you're like, well, yeah, yeah go yeah. on. And you shouldn't feel like that for Michael Myers. No. So him killing a nine-year-old girl, Oof. where you're like, oh my God, this guy's just evil. Yeah. And that is Michael Myers. Yeah. You know? And... Um, Would they give him too it, much? It should never have been... I mean, you know, we're talking hypotheticals. It should have never been sexualised. He, he could have killed a nine-year-old girl. Yeah. Nothing... Section about Nothing it. kinky about it because he ain't about that. He's just literally about killing. Yeah, um, and I, they could have made it, that work. It would have, I think it would, the way they the film the finished film was, it would have stood out as odd to me. Within yeah, within the with the aesthetic, the, yeah, yeah, it would have stood out as odd because he was going for that redneck kind of. Yeah, dirty. I mean, it, it, it would have felt sexualized. Yeah, I don't think Rob Zombie could film. A young kid killing a nine-year-old girl, and not somehow make it sexualized. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't think he could no. do it in a way that um, he hasn't got the nuance. Yeah, to tastefully film <laughs> teenage yeah. kid killing a nine-year-old girl. Yeah, well, they gave Mike, they gave Michael way too much motive in the films. Anyway, in the Rob Zombie films, there's no motive. I loved his second one though. Yeah, but you still had too much motive. There was too much motive there. Oh, I still like the, the thing second is, one. That whole knights in white satin bit in the hospital dream sequence. Well, they should have done more of that awesome. shit in the first one. Oh, it's awesome. The first one shouldn't have been a straight remake. Are you looking forward to the new Halloween um, Ends movie? Is that Halloween Ends? I'm Halloween bit, Ends. I'm a bit worried about it. Because okay. it's coming out in what, two weeks. <laughs> There's been yeah. no big trailer for ages. There's been no build-up. Well, I've seen a trailer. Yeah, how long ago was that trailer? I don't know, but it was awesome because Michael Myers and uh, Jamie Lee Curtis actually shared some scenes. Mm. They had more scenes together in the trailer than they did in any of the last movie, which was terrible. I'm worried about it. Do you think evil's going to die tonight? No. Surely evil's going to die tonight. No. When Halloween ends, evil evil is actually going to die tonight. Right, we're not repeating all that. <laughs> right, um, we need to wrap this up, baby. Okay, how long have we done? Ninety minutes, nearly. Ninety. Yeah. Okay. Don't look at me like I can't add a one hour. And I think minutes. the trailer for the last Halloween definitely makes it look better than the last one. Yeah, but it's a trailer. Still, look, it's still that. It's still, yeah, but the trailer for Halloween Kills look great. No, why? It, he didn't re- really have an idea for a trilogy. He had an idea for two films. And they said, no, make it a trilogy. So I think that middle film was always going to be like a... Right. I guarantee you, 
we're going to sit here in a couple of weeks after watching Halloween ends. <laughs> you're going to hate it. No, I'm not I guarantee it. I will, I will put my well, house on it. How much? You're going to put your house on it? Well, I've got um, Really? No. <laughs> well, you never know. I bet you, I bet you an alcohol-free lager against uh, an alcohol <laughs> lager. No. If I'm right, you buy me an alcohol-free lager. Oh, if, God, really? If, yeah. Oh, I hate buying that stuff. Why? It just goes against my whole ethos, man. Oh, we'll change your ethos. <laughs> You're not drinking it. I am. Yeah, just change my ethos. I'm not. Anyway, we're working on now. We've done th- another two minutes of nonsense. Right. Yeah, say okay. good night, Jamie. Good night, Jamie. Thanks for listening, listeners. Like, share, and all that. Oh, I got some news. Oh, yeah. We're on different platforms now as well. Right. Okay. We're on Amazon Music, Ooh. which makes us a little bit posher. We're on iTunes, which we're on anyway. Why does that make us posher? Well, we're on more platforms, mate. We're not just on the three platforms. How does that work? How do you get onto them? Or well, it just... involves pressing buttons on a computer. Oh, okay. Which you know nothing about. Well, I know. We're but... just there now. That's all you need to worry about. Well, no, that's good. Sounds good. Google Podcasts we're on. Ooh. Ooh. It's good. Yeah. Double thumbs up, Mark. Amazon Music. Ooh. Okay. It's good. No, it's good. Please listen to us. <laughs> Please listen. <laughs> I'll cut the begging out. Right. Good night, everybody. Jamie and Fortress Betamax Dungeon.